0: Welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Mirindy Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. My special guest today is Sarah B. Thomas of Burn, Fat, and Feast, and Sarah is a personal trainer, fitness instructor, and nutrition coach. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you come on and share your healthpreneur journey on how you came to be doing what you're doing. So I guess because you're trained in a few different things. So personal trainer, fitness instructor, and nutrition coach. coach, Do you just want to, I guess, share with the audience about your profession? What made you choose your profession? Or maybe did your profession choose you? How did you Mm -hmm. come to start um, in what you're doing? Now.
1: Yes, of course. That was exactly what I was going to say actually, that I don't <laughs> feel like I chose it, it chose me. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I definitely feel like my my life history led me into this field. I actually did not go to college for that at all. I went to college to become a speech pathologist and worked in that field for many years. However, kind of backing up in my life. Uh, I was an obese child growing up and I struggled with an eating disorder as a teenager and then an overexercising young adult. So I kind of went down a path of many different things in the wellness space personally. And as I moved into my career life, I I felt like something was missing something. I wasn't, totally fulfilled. And so I taught fitness classes for a long time. I did some personal training on the side. You know, I had my full-time job and then my side time side uh, side gig and I just kept being pulled in that direction of of wellness. And so I finally just took the plunge, quit my career job and started doing this full time uh, because I felt like there was more that I needed to give to the world.
0: Excellent. Oh my gosh. How amazing. So what made you, I guess, well, you said you kind of, your job, well, your job, it's not your job, it's your love, isn't it? It kind of found you. Mm-hmm. So I guess what made you decide, cause you said you started it as a bit of a side hustle. What was the defining moment that made you decide to, hey, I can make a business out of this. I can do this as my full time career. Well,
1: I'll be real honest. I didn't think I could make it a full time <laughs> career, but I led with my heart, really, and mm-hmm. and that might seem foolish, but I just felt like there was something I needed to do that was different than what I was currently doing in my life, and so I honestly wasn't sure that I would be able to make a full-time salary in wellness. Uh, You know, if you talk to any fitness instructor, they don't do it for the money. Personal trainers have to work super early mornings, super late nights and all the hours in between to really make a full-time income. And so I wasn't sure that that it could be done. I only knew that I wanted to do more of it because it's where I felt the best and I felt like that was my passion, my calling. So I just I dove in and I went from doing one-on-one personal training, group personal training and then teaching fitness classes to doing this wellness thing. <laughs> online. And this was 10 years ago. So this was way pre COVID. This was pre a lot of the online wellness space that we know of now did not Mm. exist. Yeah. And so it was, it was a very, very new, very scary, but also very exciting time.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm the same. Yeah. 10 years ago, compared today, such a different world. So Mm -hmm what would you say then are the positives of running your own business?
1: So there, talk to me on any given day. Sometimes there's more positives, sometimes (laughs) there's more negatives. This is, this is life as a business owner, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, there's so many positives though. You know, we, there, there are no rules when you own your own business, there truly are no rules to what you can do, what you can't do. You set, boundaries for yourself, Mm -hmm. which can be a double, double double-edged sword for sure. But it also gives you that sense of, of freedom and truly like there's no ceiling, like the sky is the limit. You can go any direction you want to go with your business.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So then what would you say are the negatives of running your own business?
1: Well, for me personally, I have a very hard time turning it off. It's, it's, it's always there, right? It's your baby. It, Mm -hmm. it truly, I I truly see, I mean, I, I have three kids. They're not babies anymore, but I see it as, as your baby, you're carrying this baby around on your, on your chest, you know, in this carrier, all the time. You can't get rid of it. It's, it, it's attached to you. <laughs> so you're, you're not off. You, you take vacation, but you're not truly off. You turn it off at night, but you're truly not off. I go to bed at night thinking about the business. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we all feel that so yeah. deeply in our soul. Uh, so I would say that's the biggest negative of, of having your own businesses, it's, it's, it's always there. You know, you're always, always, you always want to do something more with it. Right.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Your brain's always ticking away, thinking about how you could do something different or better or whatever. So yeah, no. Um. So thinking back to when you started out on your own, what do you wish you had of known now, known then, sorry, that, you know, now.
1: Looking back when I first started, I, Well, I will say, I didn't think that it would become what it is today. I didn't feel like it would explode like it has. Mm. Uh, But if I had known that I would have hired help right away. (laughs) And I think that is the, when, when, women especially are starting something on their own. They feel like they can do it all. Like I've got this and we are terrible at asking for help as a general Mm -hmm. rule. And so we feel like we can do it all right. I got this. I got this. I got this. No, I'm fine. I'm good. (laughs) And we go through the, our day and our week saying that all the time, but I truly wish I had taken that plunge, but it's risk. It's a, it's a big risk. We don't know how the business is going to go, but taking that plunge of just hiring an assistant to help with some of the admin things so that you can take your creative brain as an entrepreneur and run with it yeah. and have that part done would have been incredibly freeing from the get go.
0: Yeah. And I guess also 10 years ago VAs or you know hired help like that were very few and far between whereas now they seem to be yes. everywhere and you have to be really um, clued in and selective on who you do take on because you just don't want anyone but it is trying Absolutely. to work out what stuff you can hand over to someone else who's like you said it's your baby and sometimes mm-hmm. some of us have a bit of control issues and don't want to hand stuff over to other people um but uh-huh. I think it's you know we need to sit and go okay what is not you know the best use of use of my time. (laughs) What's making me so frustrated. What can I hand over? A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that's why as women, we don't hand it over right away because, because it's our baby, because we feel like we need to have control over every single thing that's happening. When in reality, handing over some things to someone else that we ourselves don't actually need to do. It frees our time and our mind up Mm. for the things that will really move the needle forward in our business.
0: Totally. Totally. So then what advice or tips do you have to other female health wellness clinicians who are thinking about starting their own business?
1: Hire right away for sure. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> hire before you're ready. You know, I've heard this so many times too. Of I, I'm a, I binge podcasts all the time, and you know, self help books and business coaching, and I've, you know, I've. I've, I've surround myself with all of that on a regular basis. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say that hire before you're ready, before you're ready, do it before you're ready. Um, And on the same note as hiring someone before you're ready, step out and do the thing, you know, Mm -hmm. do the, do the business, step out of whatever you're doing right now and go for it before you're ready. Yeah. And, I feel like I I did that because I I truly had no idea how to run a business when I started it, or even how to do anything online, no online marketing nothing, you know, the no. technology not none of that. Um, but just doing it before you're ready because if you wait until you're ready it, the opportunity it never, is comes. Gone.
0: it never comes. It never comes. It's, it's uh, a yeah, that, that perfectionist so type thing, you know, you want everything mm-hmm. all your ducks lined up. Your ducks never going to be lined up. Just start with something Even if it's very minimal, you know, you don't have to have all your business systems in place. You can work on it as you go because you're never really going to know what you need in place until you start doing it and go, oh, I'm going to need to do this or I need to automate this, um, that type of thing. That's
1: that's so true. And I, I think that as as you, and I, and I'm going to raise my hand type a over here. I, I mean, perfectionist Enneagram one, I'm all of those yep. things. And so, you know, just, just to get give you a, an idea of, of who I am here, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm the first person to wait until it's perfect. Wait until, mm-hmm. you know, it's all wrapped up in a pretty bow, Yeah, but it is better to get it out in the world imperfect and work on it as you go and not
0: offer the world what you have to offer totally it can also it can always be refined and tweaked you know i don't think like we said anything is going to be perfect first time around you're gonna have to you know yeah modify it tweak it it's going to evolve like any business Mm -hmm. or any service program whatever you're doing it's never going to be the same as it was five years ago to where it is now or like two weeks ago to now things are gonna yeah change evolve and you just gotta you just gotta roll with it don't you absolutely so you talked about before you know um negative of running your own business you're always in it always thinking about it so my next question is how do you manage work-life balance or do you not Mm -hmm. see it as work-life balance it's more of you know you're doing what you love so it doesn't ever feel like work but you do have to acknowledge, like you said earlier, you need to set boundaries. So what do you do to help, yeah, manage work, personal life? I,
1: I definitely agree with setting boundaries. I think that we are when we say the word balance, we always feel like it should be, you know, one of those balanced weights where it's equal on both sides. And when we talk about work life balance or any other balance in our, in our, in our life, you know, that it's not truly balanced. You know, you don't do the same amount of work as you do life. It's, it's unbalanced. And so when we say that word, I think a lot of times we just get the wrong idea of like, Oh, I don't have work-life balance. I'm failing. And that's not true. I personally believe that there has to be some sort of, of timeframe. And so the balance comes with, there are times in your business where that work takes so much more of your time. And so work is, is requiring more of your time. And so you don't have as much time to give to vacations or, you know, other extra things that are happening in your life. Then there are all other times where work isn't taking as much time and that you can spend more time on, you know, the relationships or other things that, that are going on in life. So the, the balance word, I just feel like is it, We should really just kind of throw it out the window. Well, that's what we
0: say, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do we how do we manage work life? Right. So, it's 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 a matter of setting your priorities. And my opinion, especially when it becomes work, because like I said, it can bleed over into all the areas of your life. My husband is also an entrepreneur, so we. Probably are the the worst as far well as a couple goes because if he's working late at night, I'm like, okay, well, I can do work too. You know, I'm not the one that's saying, no, 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 we're not working. I'll just go in my corner and do work as well. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we have to constantly remind each other to shut it off. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is creating the boundary around the work hours that you have, where mm-hmm. you're going to work, when you're going to turn it off, and what that looks like for the rest of your family. Um, I've I have two teenage daughters and an almost 10 year old son. So we are in a really busy season of life yep, as far yep. as our kids in the evenings and we're going and doing. And so for me, it's important that I turn work off when my kids get home so I can be fully present with them. Yep. So I've had to be really intentional about that and truly just close the door of my office, yep. shut the computer off <laughs> so that I cannot go back to it.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So you mentioned before, like you started your business 10 years ago before technology, way before COVID. So what happened for you when COVID did hit? How did it affect your business? Was it in a good or bad way? Did you have to pivot, recreate yourself? What happened for you?
1: So COVID was interesting for us because we were already in the online space. Many businesses were scrambling to move to what we had already created Mm -hmm. and an online platform. Uh, you know, we have our workouts already on demand and a a website portal. Like we were already set up for COVID. So on that end of things, nothing changed for us. We, your business steadily was, was growing and growing and growing, and it continued to grow during COVID. What I will say changed for me as a business owner during COVID, is I felt like in order to keep our clients engaged, and we have clients all across the world mm. that I needed to put more time into being in front of them on screen, on Zoom calls, offering more community gatherings because they were not getting that anywhere else. And so I will say that I probably worked my hardest and my longest hours during COVID, truly when we were shut down Mm. for the for a few months for sure. uh, Because I was offering so much to our clients to not only just keep them engaged with what we were doing with wellness, but keep them engaged with each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you say that you probably did a lot more live type events Absolutely. And things just to keep people engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yes. good idea. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was, yeah, very much true. If you were stuck in your own house and if you lived alone, you didn't have anyone else to talk to, did you? No. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what does the future hold for you and your business? Do you still have ideas, projects you're wanting to implement? What's happening for you?
1: Well, I have about 500 ideas a day.
0: (laughs) You sound like me. Right.
1: I carry my phone around with me wherever I go, write them all down in the phone. And some of them are great. Some of them I go back a week later and think, what?
0: what what does this I even thinking?
1: mean <laughs> right this is a terrible idea so yeah I think yes that's that's very common for most business owners to have all the ideas at the most random times during your day you know you have yeah. to take your phone into the shower with you because that's when you have your great ideas right? oh
0: yeah totally <laughs> so yeah so what's happening with so, you moving forward
1: yeah so we are we are continuing to grow uh we have Ninety-five percent of our clients in the U.S. and so our focus is expanding more outside of the U.S. right now into Europe and other places. You know, not in our general region uh, because we are all online. So any you can be anywhere do it anytime. Doesn't time zones don't matter. You know, none of that, that truly matters. So we are working now to expand beyond the U S. Um, and we also are hiring on our team rapidly right now, um, full-time staff. So I, my, my goal for our business is to can continue the growth, but also continue to be able to handle the growth because we do like to treat our clients as individuals and not yeah. just masses or numbers. Yep. And so, you know, finding again that word balance of, of how can we continue to grow, but treat our clients as you know they were one of five versus mm. one of thousands.
0: Yeah, totally, totally awesome. Well, it sounds exciting. I look forward to watching you and your team. Yeah. So do you just want to share with everyone again, your business name and where they can find you online if they wish to reach out?
1: Yeah, sure. So we are burn fat and feast. We are are in on Instagram. It's at burn fat and feast. You can also reach us on our website, burnfatandfeast.com. We have a few freebies on our website as well. And you can contact me directly straight from the site as well.
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you again for coming along and sharing your journey of how you've got into starting your own health business. I am hoping that someone got something out of your um, story today, which I'm sure they would have. Um, You're truly inspirational and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur Podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.